Good morning, Montpellier and Grace Vineyard members. I'm so glad that we're able to have this combined summer service this year, even if it is now autumn. I know it's not the same as last year when we met together in the school hall and were gatecrashed by Christchurch. And also, we can't have a meal together afterwards today either. But here we are, gathered in our homes, connected on Zoom, and somehow we are united as one body. That's what I want to speak about today, being one in Christ. One of my favorite portions of Old Testament scripture is Psalm 133. It speaks about unity and blessings. Psalm 133 verse 1 to 3 says this, Behold how good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell in unity. It's like the precious oil on the head running down on the beard, on the beard of Aaron, running down on the collar of his robes. It's like the dew of Hermon, which falls on the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord has commanded the blessings, life forevermore. The world is a bit of a mess at the moment. It has been for a while. There are conflicts and wars happening in numerous places, causing people to flee their homes and become refugees elsewhere. There is no unity in the world today. There is division and disagreement in just about every nation of the world. The world is not the way God created it to be, mainly because mankind has turned their backs on God and tried to do things their own way. As the church, God calls us to live differently from the world. We are in the world, but not of the world. He wants us to live in unity. In fact, God delights when his children live in unity. He doesn't just say that it is good, that it's a good thing to do, but that it's also pleasant. It is pleasing to God when there is unity among brothers and sisters in Christ. God's desire for mankind is that all men and women would be in unity with him through Jesus Christ. Christ died so that all might be saved. What is unity? Unity, according to the Collins English Dictionary, is 1. The act, state or quality of forming a whole from separate parts. Or 2. Something whole or complete that is composed of separate parts. Unity is different from uniformity. Uniformity is when everything is the same. But that is not how God created us. He created each one of us as a unique individual. But he delights when we come together in unity. As a child and teenager, I played a lot of sport and a number of different sports. Some were individual sports like boxing, table tennis, squash, tennis and darts. I'm not sure if darts qualifies as a sport. I enjoyed playing these sports. I even played golf once. That was enough. But the sports that I enjoyed the most were the team sports. I played football, cricket, baseball, hockey, and my favorite, rugby. In each of the team sports, it took a little while to find the position I and the others just starting out were best suited to play. But the coaches always helped us to find where we could best contribute to the team. As we trained and played together, we got to know one another's strengths and weaknesses and became more cohesive. 
Although we were one team that all wore the same uniform or kit, we were individuals, each with unique gifts and talents, that when combined in the best possible way, and each one of us played not for ourselves, but for the team, it created the best possible team from that group of boys, especially when there was unity and commitment from everyone for the sake of the team. Now, when South Africa won the Rugby World Cup last year, I think that every one of the players that I heard being interviewed after the finals, when asked what made the side so great, all answered that it was because they played for one another. They played for the team. They were united as one and wanted to demonstrate that to the nation of South Africa, that it is possible to be different but united. It wasn't about being an individual, but about being one team. And that is what got them through to the finals and enabled them to win it. God created each one of us as a unique individual. But he wants us to be one body, made up of the uniquely different parts, working together and in harmony, not in conflict. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, I'm going to read a number of verses. We see God speaking about this. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 12 to 15, 18 to 21, and 25 to 27. The body is a unit, though it is made up of many parts, and though all of its parts are many, they form one body. So it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one spirit into one body whether Jews or Greeks, slave or free, and we were all given the one spirit to drink. Now the body is not made up of one part, but of many. If the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason cease to be part of the body. But in fact, God has arranged the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. So that there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. Isn't it wonderful to be a part of the body of Christ? Have you ever watched the large orchestra play? There are so many different instruments of different shapes and sizes, made from different materials, and played in such different ways. But somehow, when they are combined, played by talented musicians under the leading of a gifted conductor, those instruments can produce such amazing music that even if you're not a lover of orchestral music, you recognize the beauty of what you are listening to. The brilliance of orchestral music is that not all the instruments are playing at the same time. And the mastery of composing comes in knowing which instruments complement one another and are suited to be played together. A gifted composer brings the different instruments together and gets them to play at the right time 
to create the sound that, that he or she is already hearing in their head, but they want others to experience. Even something as simple as the triangle struck at the right time adds something special to the music. God created the body of Christ like that too. It is made up of different parts that are able to work together because they are complementary and not uniform. It is one of the things that I love about being part of the churches together in Purley and Kenley. How so many different churches are willing and able to work together to be a blessing to our community and surrounding area. The things that we do together are such a blessing to the people in the area. The Food Hub and Renew 23 are two wonderful examples of the churches in unity, blessing and serving others. Many who are not members of any of the churches. Another one is Grow Baby, being hosted by Montpelier. It's one of the best examples of unity in the body of Christ. When Grow Baby started, it started in the garage of our house, which is not the largest of garages. It already had two fridges and a washing machine in it, plus place for my bicycle. I had to build a drywall to separate Grow Baby from where the washing machine and fridges are. Grow Baby got about three quarters of the garage and I got the rest. The boxes were stacked one on top of each other, four high along the walls. We had a three-seater sofa against another wall for the clients to sit on as they chose the items that they were looking for. And then everything else, such as the buggies and cots, were stored on the floor in front of the sofa. There had to be sufficient room for me to get my bicycle to the back of the garage, so it had to be carefully packed. That was fine in the beginning when we only had a few things, but as the number of donations increased and more large items came in, the space on the floor was insufficient. Things then had to be packed onto the sofa and on top of the boxes. Some items even had to go into our basement. The garage was getting too small for all the donations we were receiving, despite giving out so much each week. This meant every Tuesday morning, the garage had to be cleared so that the clients could come in and access the sofa and the storage boxes, which meant our kitchen, living room and dining room got filled with all that had to be taken out of the garage. In the summer, the garage could get very hot and in the winter, it could get very cold, despite having a heater going from early in the morning, because as soon as the first client came, the garage door had to be opened and any stored heat soon disappeared. Despite all this, the ladies serving on the team did an amazing job. The other problem was that there was insufficient storage to keep both the winter and summer clothes in the garage. During the summer month, the winter clothes had to be stored in bags in our loft, and in the winter months, the summer clothes would be up there. So twice a year, there had to be the big switch over, which meant getting all the bags out of the loft into our lounge, emptying the bags into piles, getting the boxes out of the garage and emptying them into the now empty bags, repacking the boxes and packing them back in the garage, and then taking all the bags into the loft. It was quite an operation. The sorting of the donations took place in our living room, as there was nowhere else to do it. And it took quite a lot of time and effort to do this. So there were times when our living room looked more like a charity shop than a living room. Then along came Joel, 
who started the ball rolling to see if Montpellier could facilitate Grow Baby. When he moved on, Mick, Nick brought into being what Joel had visualized, a rescue plan for the very swamped Grow Baby garage. It came about because of the unity and wonderful relationships that exists among the clergy of the churches together in Purley and Kenley, which filters down to there being unity and great relationships between the churches too. Grow Baby was offered the back section of the Montpelier Church building to operate out of. Grow Baby has never been just a Grace Vineyard ministry. It has always been well supported by members of all the churches in Purley and Kenley, but the generosity of Montpelier has been incredible for Grow Baby. And it is, I believe, the catalyst for us having these combined services and doing things together. Jill and I wanted more than just a relationship with Nick and the leadership team of Montpelier. We want the church members to get to know one another better. Now, earlier this year, we had planned a joint Passover meal, but unfortunately, COVID-19 prevented that from happening. So watch out for next Easter. God delights in us being one body made up of different parts. It means that each one of us can express our own uniqueness as created by God, without feeling inferior or superior, without being judged or judging, but recognizing that each one of us is created in God's image and likeness, and that God desires for us to be in unity, being one in Christ. Paul the Apostle reminds us in his letter to the Galatians that we are one in Christ. Galatians chapter 3 verses 26 to 28 says this, You are all sons and daughters of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For all of you were baptized into Christ, having clothed yourselves with Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek, slave nor free, male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus, God sees us as one body. He doesn't look upon us as Baptists or Anglicans or Methodist or United Reform or Vineyard or Independent or Catholic, that is with a capital C, or whatever other denomination or group you call yourself, but as the church, one body with many parts that are connected and joined together, working in unison and in unity to live out and proclaim the good news that Jesus is our Saviour, our Redeemer, and our Lord, and that He is the only way for mankind to be saved and reconciled to God. Unity in the Church brings joy and delight to the heart of God. The presence and anointing of the Holy Spirit flows from the heart of God over the Church in unity, and as we read in Psalm 133, God commands the blessing on us when we live in in unity. Who doesn't want to live in that commanded blessing of God? You have to be crazy crazy to not want that. The early church lived in such unity and harmony, living for one another, living for the kingdom of God, and not for themselves. In Acts chapter 2 verses 44 to 47 we read, All the believers were together and had everything in common. Selling their possessions and goods, they gave to anyone as he had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. 
And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Somewhere over the centuries, the, the church lost its unity. But God is bringing it back. And each one of us can play our part if we choose to reach out to brothers and sisters that are from another church and build bridges of unity and not walls of division. Then we can, we can begin to live under the commanded blessing of God, seeing people being saved every day. That is what I long to see. Unity and salvations. The kingdom of God coming to Purley in a real and tangible way. I trust that your heart longs for that too. Amen.